Welcome into the PHNX Cardinals podcast presented by the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Now you can bet on any NFL game this week with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. New customers who bet $1 on either team to score can win $100 in free bets when a team scores, you score. Just remember to use the code PHNX when you sign up. Cheerson Tussell here with Johnny Venerable, Frank Sanders. We got some breaking news to get to regarding Sunday's game between the Cardinals and the Panthers. But first, Frank, Johnny and I were talking about it yesterday and decided that we were going to let the people vote on the tattoo that you're going to get, hopefully on Friday, if we're able to set it up in time, if not Friday, sometime here in the near future. So we've got your tattoos. Here we go. One, two, three, and four. (laughs) (laughs) Would you care to explain, walk us through what we're looking at here, how you came up with this inspiration? Uh, Well, uh, well, the original is number two. Um, That was before they played the San Francisco 49ers. Oh, and also, yes, in case anybody missed it, Frank said that if the Cardinals beat the 49ers, that he would get a tattoo to honor Cliff Kingsbury. So here here we are, and we're looking at options. And I said it like Tuesday I would get a tattoo, which is today or Friday. When he thought Kyler Murray was still Yeah, when I thought Kyler Murray wasn't playing, I didn't think we had the team to show up that would show up versus the 49ers. And (laughs) now... We're in art- artistry mode right now. So, look, I've opened I've opened the channels up to anybody who wanted to put any ideas out there that would represent the Cliff Kingsbury. This is primarily a Cliff. Uh, what would you call that? Like a is that like a bird? Yeah, but it's like well, it's a something. It's, it's like a, a, a homage to Cliff Kingsbury is for all the for what he's done um, over the last couple of years. We uh, quarterback as a coach, he struggled, and then now we see him doing a hell of a good job with a lot of good talent and we watched him grow. So my tattoos conversation was this right here as an option. One, two, three, four. You guys can also submit some more ideas. The uh, idea was that number one was, number two was the original tattoo, but I thought let's evolve that a little bit more. And then with the K2, we'd add the bird on the backside or around the K2 so it would look like it's primarily for the Cardinals head coach. Um, and then I had like a little bit more inspiration. I thought that little piece on the backside of that K looks like a four. And you guys know Kwame Lasseter played here for the Arizona Cardinals. Um, when I got here in 1995, the 2001, then he went on to do some other things. He has a great foundation here in the Valley, which is sickle cell anemia. His son, his family dealt with that itself. Um, but I wanted to try to add that in a little bit. But again, I went back and backtracked a little bit, Cherson and said, this is primarily a Cliffs thing. So I have some more ideas. If you got ideas, bring them, drop them in, um, send them to phnxsports.com. You can do what you want to do on that side. You can follow me on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and submit some ideas. But right now, these are the only things I have. But are you set on getting it on your ankle? I am not. Oh. Primarily. Oh, my God. Well, here's the thing. A tattoo to me, I only have one, and it's right here on my right forearm, which is primarily for the Dillard Five that went, five guys from the same high school went to the same college and we all played at the same time. And three of the five went to the NFL, one became an actor, another became, an, and then three of the five also became a coach. So coaches. Um, so primarily I only have one tattoo, so I'm trying to get two. And I think a tattoo should be seen. Well, 
at least. I think it's significant to your point, Frank. Like we're with Frank every day. Like Frank's not tatted up all over the place. Like a lot of the current players are. Like this is significant. When he first threw this out there, I'm like, okay, maybe he's got a decent amount of tattoos. Like you know, and my man shirtless or whatever. No, he's got one tattoo. He's doubling down. He's doubling down with the Arizona Cardinals this year. They're eight and one. I give you massive props. Cheerson and I have talked on air, off air. We are big time uh, scaredy cats. We have no tattoos between us. We've got one tattoo on this panel. It's Frank. And we'll have two by the end of the week and all owned by Frank Sanders. I've almost gotten a tattoo. Well, when I was young, I went back and forth. I'm getting several different tattoos. And I am so grateful that I never got. See, I I didn't get a tattoo, but I did I did things like I like had my lip pierced. Could you guys imagine that? You did have I think it? you I should did. bring that oh, back. I have a scar from it. Bring it back. It I was did. the dumbest thing I ever did because if you look at me like closely, you can see the scar still. But I did it because I turned 18 and I was like, "Woo, what should I do?" <laughs> so I remember in between in between uh, class getting out and track practice, I went to a dang tattoo parlor. Nice. And literally, so they I don't like needles and they pulled my lip out and the needle was like, I'm t- it was long and thick mm-hmm. and they pulled my lip out and t- with like a dagger stuck this giant needle and kept it through my lip. And I was like, okay, take it out, take it out, take it out. And they're like, you have to wait. And then my body like rejected the piercing. It like swelled and I took it out after like a couple of weeks, but like, mm-hmm. yeah, embarrassing. The craziest thing I, I ever done is I got, I had frosted tips. That was about it. <laughs> 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 They've been, they've been burned. I had frosted tips maybe in the eighth grade. That was about it for me. Did you wear like Hollister or Abercrombie with oh, it? Oh, yeah. Puka shells. The Puka oh. shells. Puka shells, yeah. all that good stuff. Oh, I think I, I had frosted tips on two different occasions. Uh, that was it. Frosted tips and Puka uh, shells. Oh, my God. That should be a T-shirt. This was on the way. My tattoo was on the way from Auburn with some guys who, the four guys, four of the five that was in the car. And they had, we had been. Oh, wait. Hold on. All of them went to went to went, Auburn? Yeah. All went to Auburn. Yeah. Four from the, the same high school? Yeah. All five of us went from the same high school. What, what, where did you grow up? Dillard. I, went, I grew up in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Um, and Dillard is a, a prominent high school. And um, we had a hundred and something players. We had 47 scholarships my senior year. We wow. had 52 my junior year. We won the state championship my junior year. Went to the state my senior year. We didn't. We came up short on that end, but we had a bunch of guys. That did, but we all decided to go to Auburn at the last minutes, and end up uh, end up getting to end up going undefeated our junior year, going 10-1 and one my senior year, and a bunch of those guys ended up making James Bostic, Calvin Jackson, Brian Robinson, Otis Mounds, and then your boy right here. So. Um, but we were just driving home one day, and you know how you make decisions on college. Hey, let's shit, pull over. Let's, let's figure it out. Pulled over, and I, I came up with the Dillard 5 tattoo. So They all look the same? Yep, everyone has the same. So Very cool. All five of us got the same. One of us passed away. Calvin Jackson passed uh, this this summer, but oh. still one of the five. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, yeah so it's all young. good. Very young. I played in the NFL with the Miami Dolphins, the cornerback. Um James Bossy was a running back with the Green Bay Packers and the uh, Super Bowl champ Green Bay Packers with Damn. Yeah, Super Bowl champs with Green Bay Packers. Then he went to the Rams, uh, played the backup behind Jerome Bettis. So and then you know wow. my story. Bada, bada, boom. So Where'd you I play? Know you. Yeah, I know. I was, oh, oh my bad. Where'd you I was go? Cardinals Raiders won. Blah, 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 blah. So but the tattoo idea, look, submit some more ideas, some more suggestions. It's gonna be pretty cool. I do like the wrist or the hand. Initially it was the ankle. Um, but if we add the bird, I think that should be something that should be seen a little bit more. 
Um, but if you guys come up with some great I'm ideas, I'm advocating for I'm inside the lip. No, no one's doing that. Stop bringing Let me that tell you up. No one's doing that. Well, she's about hiding it. She's not a fan of show, showing it. No, it was just some something stupid. Yeah. Well, along the along the same time that I was stupid and got my lip pierced, yeah. that was also the thing to do. So I'm just yeah, kind uh, of mocking it. Peter, that uh, the face tattoo, the tramp tattoo, the back stamp tattoo, Dude, uh, the front thigh, and speedos tattoo is definitely. Off the yard. That ship has sailed already. So, so simple. Do we want to double down and make a bet, Cheerson, for for you or for me or for both of us? Like, what what would you do if the Cardinals won the Super Bowl? Would you do something if that if that happened? Would you get something? Not to my body. I feel like I would be tempted to, to get a to get a tattoo if they were to win the Super Bowl. No. You know what? It's, it's like moment. toxic chemicals that I just don't want on my body. Yeah, they're not good for you. They're really not. I mean, you, this you, is like you, days before Frank's I mean, like, like, <laughs> right? It's toxic chemicals. It's, right? it's listen, bad for you, but we're gonna promote Frank eating this tattoo. Listen to each his own. And yeah. there's a lot of. I mean, alcohol is a toxic chemical. So some some toxic chemicals I'm willing to put in my body. Some I'm not. You fair, know, fair, it's just fair. personal preference. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> Submit your ideas. Let's make it happen. Um, I'm open to it, but definitely somewhere between the wrist and the ankle. Um, and I'm excited. I'm honest. Honestly, I'm really excited about it. I get so much chatter from the people on Facebook like, no, no, you're not doing it. Tell me you're not serious. I get DM. Tell me you're not serious. Tell me you're not serious. I said 100% serious. I said I was going to do something. I'm 100% on board with watching what's taking place. Like this is like we're eight and one. Like, if you've been here for the last 50 years, that's amazing. Significant. And so this is 100% significant. And you have to, like, really see this moment and seize the moment. And I'm seizing it with, with the intent to honor someone who I had no belief in, and that's Cliff Kingsbury. I had no belief in mm. him. I didn't think mm. he was going to be this guy. I didn't think he was going to do what he's doing. And unfortunately, and, and excuse me, fortunately, he's answered the bell. He's grown. He's been creative with his offense they gave him the reins to an NFL team from a coach who hadn't won in college levels, and he's he's answered that. So to me, I'm all, I'm all in on what's taking place, and I want to honor him that way. If 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 it will honor him in any any mannerism. No, Super I definitely chat. think it will, and we certainly respect that. <laughs> Peter says, "Thank you for the super chat." Says, "If the Cardinals win the Super Bowl, Johnny gets a Jordan Phillips belly rub celebration <laughs> tattoo, and I don't even care where he puts it." I probably have to find a new spouse if that happened. I'd have to find a new place to live. Uh, we can talk. I we can talk a tattoo if they win the Super Bowl with me. I have no problem with that. It's not. I'll do it will something be, like you know. I don't know. Jump in a freezing cold lake, but I'm not. I'm. I won't tattoo. Now that I could never do. What? I, I, I think. I think the ice bucket challenge. I die. I think my heart will go in 100. percent You never shot. did ice baths when Look, you were a player. Yeah, I, I. I. You would think I was walking in. I was going in the fire. How slow I had to get into it. It would be a turtle climbing a hill, getting into ice. I'm so I'm a Florida dude. I'm Florida I'm from Fort Lauderdale, Florida. I hate the cold. Okay, well, I pray that God will send me someplace warm. I'm from Cleveland, warm. Ohio, and I hate the cold, so it doesn't Bro. always matter. It doesn't always mean anything. It means I cannot. I would. I think I would pass out. The it, night I met Cherson, it was maybe triple digits, <laughs> and she had a sweater on. You'll never and forget it. I won't. Saul was like, "Hey, here's your here's your partner in crime here for PHNX Cardinals," and I'm like. I je- we, Marma, I've been in Arizona roughly about eight months, and I was experiencing the summer for the first time, and she was in a full s- sweater <laughs> and long pants, 
And there, I think there was a fire going by where we were at, too. Uh, it was a little hot, but you know what? As soon as I got out of that restaurant, I was going to Top Golf and it was cold. I was, I, yeah. It was like middle of August, early August. <laughs> that will be embedded in my in night. my brain until it was, it was part ways, whenever that is. <laughs> Says the piercing, the one who got a piercing. Yeah, that you, was stupid. Look, we just got to catch you at the right moment, Cheers. That's all. We don't know what. I think. No, I will. I do have that the in right me. Moment. I do. I will say that I have that's, this spontaneity yeah, in me where if you catch do. me at the right time, I Be don't like, think you could convince convince me to get a tattoo just because. Um, not now. You have to be in the moment. You have to see all the all the things that have had to transpire. Like that's me, where I say a lot of things have transpired. While I will do what I just said I would do, and that's what's on the table right now. So for me, so. Sure. Sure. I would do that. Absolutely. I want to uh, do that. If the Cardinals, if the Cardinals won a Super Bowl, I would go skydiving. And I'd I'm do terrified it next of heights. Week. Like not even funny. Terrified. I'd do it next week. I'm ready. Olet, I'm ready. Johnny, you chicken out on that? I don't know. You know. I don't like heights, and I hate heights. I, that to me, that'd be awesome. I'd have to have. I, can, you probably can't drink before you do it, but I'd have to have something. Well, to they take some of my off. most embarrassing stories Let's involve my fear of heights, and it's bad. But I would still do. I would do that. Cards win the Super Bowl. I mean, there's a lot more that we could come up there's with. Very, there's very few time. things I wouldn't do for a Cardinal Super Bowl. Let's just put it that way. Like everything would be on the table, <laughs> and then I'd have to kind of be talked into certain <laughs> I things. I can just see Johnny's. That guy's like, let's Help go. <laughs> Love you, Cliff. <laughs> that guy gonna push go you Cardinals. off. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get to the freaking program. <laughs> Enough of this shit. Sam Darnold's out this weekend. That's such a good idea. Okay, we're doing that on the <laughs> we're not the. I'm not committing any. <laughs> oh, all right, Johnny wants to move on, so I, I guess we shall. Yes, Panthers quarterback Sam Darnold is going to be out this weekend and most likely is going to miss several weeks with a fractured scapula. Uh, that means P.J. Walker, his backup, is going to step in and be the starting quarterback on Sunday. Number one, that injury sounds made up. I don't even think that's a real thing that can happen to you. Number two, it's because Sam Darnold has been so bad lately. I was praying that his shoulder injury was clear so he could face the Cardinals in their pass rest this weekend because I think that that robust line of 10.5 or 10, 9.5 that we'll get to here in a minute, uh, I think was predicated on Sam starting. Um, and if you're not familiar with their backup, his name is PJ Walker. He's a little guy like Kyler, 5'11. And he went to the University of Temple, which is where Matt Rule coached once upon a time. So that's why he loves him. Then he went to the XFL in their lone season for like five games and was like, and won their MVP, Mm. can move around a little bit. And so he wasn't great last year in a couple appearances, one touchdown, five interceptions. But I think in, in this first occurrence, I mean, if you, I think if you were to ask Chandler Jones, Marcus Golden, they would, ra- I'm sure they would rather play Sam Darnold because this dude's got wheels. They're going to try trickeration. And so I'm disappointed because I wanted to see him Sam Darnold because I he's right now bottom five quarterback in the NFL. A little bit of the fear of the unknown. Now, this, this guy, this kid, his arm's not great, but he's got mobility. And then you combine that with another week of health for Christian McCaffrey. I like a lot of the receivers. I still think the Cardinals win handedly, but I, I would much rather be facing Sam Darnold. My initial reaction, and I'll get I'll let you get to your point, <laughs> no, Frank. T- My initial reaction to all this is bring back Superman. 
Bring back Cam Newton? No chance. I thought you were going to say your initial reaction was great, who's PJ Walker because that's what thought. you said. That's a great thought. Bring that's him a, back. He can't, what are you doing? Bring him back. Great he can't thought. throw either, though. Their that's offensive line is, is one of the worst in football. So I, I think regardless of who plays, they're, they're going to have success meeting the Cardinals' front seven. This is not going to be like Green Bay or, you know, the Cardinals aren't going to get dominated at the line of scrimmage. And when that happens, I don't care who's back there, quarterback, you're going to be open to shots. I agree. So. Right. Bring back the deuce. Oh God, because you got your your Auburn ties. Look, the guy is a game changer, conversation wise, emotionally when he walks into the locker room. He brings a sense of moxie to the team that they feel they can they can do. There's so many things they can do, and I know for a fact that's just where it's at. Green uh, the Patriots situation for him wasn't good not doing a pandemic with a guy that does, that does not want to take that does not want to get vaccinated so that is he is now really, though but and that's so there bring back superman i i mean hold up bring him back next week don't bring him back this week <laughs> bring him back next week not this week but i'm just waiting for him to land with the team i kind of yeah. feel for the guy i think i don't i don't think he should be out of the league that's for dang sure I, I mean say what you want about him but it's it's too, it's too hard to bring a personality like cam newton and call him a backup I'm six foot six. Your quarterback six foot four, three, two, one. I'm taller than him. I got more my body when I take my outfit off. You're gonna see just amazingness on why I should be starting. There's nothing that I, I come to, I come with a bunch of cameras, lights, glitz, flame, fame, and action. And there's nothing that I really can't do in the right situation. You can't take every quarterback in the NFL is not a a, a shotgun quarterback. I mean. They need to really understand that. What you do in college is not what you're able to do in the pros. Just sit back, take the ball. Justin Fields struggles. Why does he struggle? Because he's not a complete 50-time thrower, 50 thrower, excuse me, 50 passer a game and and be on point every time. That's hard in the NFL. And we watch so many guys struggle because you can't transfer what you do in college to the pros. You have bigger windows, you have bigger gaps, and those things happen. So in my best opinion, I would have – I agree with you. Sam Donald is a bottom. That was a hell of a statement. Bottom, bottom five. five. That's a and they hell picked of up his statement. fifth year option, so he's not going anywhere. They owe him eighteen million next year. They gave up a second and a third. I think. Jeez. It's a. It's so it's, bad. It's part of the reason we, you know we'll have this discussion as the week progresses. Why Matt Rule set up for failure uh, in Carolina? They're just they're in quarterback purgatory. They wanted Deshaun once upon a time, and then the allegations came out. Their owner, their new owner in Carolina, I think his last name's Tepper. Uh, took over and wants to make a splash, doesn't want to be in, in quarterback purgatory, thought that they could buy low on Sam Darnold. He's just been so bad. Doesn't want to be in quarterback purgatory, so they go after Sam Darnold? I think they thought they could buy him. on. They pinned a lot of his struggles on Adam Gase and the Jets' dysfunction. They were 3-0 to start this year, and now they've lost four of their last five. And they've got a top defense. Really, it's the offense that's not, and that's his baby. That's Matt Rule's baby. It's the offense that has not shown up. Their offensive line is a sieve, but their skill players are of quality. The running backs elite. Uh, it's just the court. When you when you have a capable quarterback, we've seen this. Frank's seen it. He's lived it. You you, you have no shot, to, no matter how good the rest of your roster is. Most of your quarterbacks in the NFL out of 30, 32 teams, I'd say 16 of the teams, they're probably seven-game quarterbacks. Seven excellent, really good game quarterbacks. Everything else, it's it's hit or miss. 
it's one pick, it's two picks, the defense had to pull you out, or it's a running game and the running game had to pull you out, or you threw it's just it's not it's not the levels, and there's tremendous levels of play when you watch a Tom Brady or you watch a Drew Brees or when you used to watch a, a Peyton Manning and how everyone else just fell off. And it wasn't even close. And now you're watching these guys. They, now we have to use athleticism as a conversation piece to make these other quarterbacks look good. Honestly, Lamar Jackson in the window of time when he came in, it's perfect because he can run. But as a quarterback, just a pure quarterback, no. No. He he will look just like Zach Wilson. He will look just like he will look just like the rest of these guys. How they look. Colin Kaepernick when they put when they put him in the shotgun. Cam Newton when they put him in the shotgun. Dak Prescott, when they put him in the shotgun, only just the only the shotgun. Jamison Winston, just the shotgun. Okay, Jamison. Well, I keep saying it's Jamis. <laughs> Something's on your I know mind. I say Jamison. <laughs> I always say it. Jamis Winston. They, and, but it is. They're just. They're not one hundred percent complete. Pot. I mean, just passing quarterbacks, and the RPO system works when you have the threat of the RPO with the run pass and right. option. But it's not one of those the situations. Kyler Murray actually is a true passer. Mm-hmm. And he looks like I can just sit in the pocket and throw the ball, but I have the wheels to run. And so some some of that stuff gets it gets distorted when you have Mel Kuyper and Todd Michel pushing these guys and telling them how great they are and what they bring to the table. If the if the offensive coordinator or the head coach doesn't evolve, then you're going to see a bunch of problems. And that is t- seriously what, what becomes the downfall like a Cam Newton. Well, what are you going to do with him? Well, he got to the Super Bowl. He was MVP. Well, what did he do? He handed the ball off twenty times a game with two great running backs, and he threw the ball maybe twenty times. But he didn't run the he didn't run the ball. He didn't pass the ball forty times and put him in the shotgun. And sometimes that that becomes the downfall of too much exposure for some of these quarterbacks. I would have sold my soul once upon a time <laughs> yes. in the spring of twenty eighteen for either Josh Rosen or Sam Darnold to be the quarterback of the Arizona oh, Cardinals. My I would gosh. have given well, you got my, one. I would have one. given my four hundred one k my life, my ch- children's savings oh, that we contribute God. monthly how? for Sam Darnold or Josh Rosen. But I was so convinced. <laughs> I was so convinced in that draft that those two were going to be elite quarterbacks. And both of them have just been awful. So when we preview draft season, I don't listen to me on, on quarterbacks because clearly I don't no know what Baker? I'm talking about. I was not a Baker guy. I thought Josh Allen, I watched Josh Allen at Wyoming against Iowa. He looked awful. I, I liked Lamar as a realistic option because I didn't think the Cardinals would be able to trade up. I did, I don't think I trusted the Cardinals to be able to maximize what he's done in Baltimore. And it's taken a special organization to maximize his skill set. I was convinced... Well, I was convinced Rosen was going to work out, but Darnold to me, when he went to the Jets, I'm like, they, there's their guy for the next 15 years. Whoops. Wow. <sighs> well, the first the first part of that, he went to the Jets. I mean, that should tell you all you need to know. So. Well, that, that's, I mean, organizations matter, and you know, giving a guy a chance. I mean, you you have to surround him with some pieces. They have to have the pieces. It's fair. Did they ruin and, him because he was 20 years old when he came? He was like who? the youngest player in the NFL history. Sam Darnold. No, they didn't he, ruin him. He he wasn't good in college. Uh, and Josh and Drew he, and Josh Rose wasn't good in college. He, oh what? They they Sam Darnold won the Rose Bowl. No, watch this. How, okay, what they would say is he has a great arm and he's hell and he's amazing when he gets to the chalkboard. There's nothing he didn't know when he got to the chalkboard. You play football On the in field. between the lines. If these are when I say these dudes are coming to break your head off, they're coming to break your head off. This is not what you do in shorts and tights and 
how you look when it's scripted and, and that these guys do not do what they do when it's scripted. So to me, I understand that they, they had a lot of good um, – they had a lot of good stuff that was good on paper and just talent-wise. They were tall. They had good arms. They were intelligent guys. But when you got to play, when you watch them play, they just were not amazing. And that has a trend. See, I you love have to be. You have to be the top on your team. I like, for example, what was that quarterback that we got? Uh, Matt Liner. Matt Liner. He was amongst ten great players. You were average amongst ten great players. And you won all those accolades. But when they got you with the other 11 great players, you were not that good. And you got exposed. Drew did the same thing. It's just, it's a consistent, it's consistent across the board. We got first round draft picks that were D linemen, linebackers that just didn't come to play. Why? Because when you stand next to the other real dogs and you don't show right, up, you don't you're going to get people. exposed. Yeah. Right. You know what I mean? So that's, the NFL does that. And you, you get exposed pretty bad. So, they did look great. They did look great on paper. I'm not gonna lie. And Todd McShay and they all pumped them up and said they were great. But in reality, once you once they get on the field, there's very there's few. There's only can... two quarterbacks worth of shit in that draft, and it's Lamar Jackson and and Josh Allen. I love Baker Mayfield's fine. He, he probably shouldn't have been a first round pick. He's on a loaded team. There are, there are two studs in very that true. draft. That's it. Very true. Love it. All right. Well, you mentioned dogs, which, by the way, I was thinking today, this thought crossed my mind. I want dogs. I don't want divas. There's one D word I want, another one that I don't. And I were, so we were talking about it the other day. I said I really do not like divas that are players. You know, we were, you, Frankie and I were yelling over the dinner table at uh, about OBJ, and I said I don't like divas. Um, but dogs, and this team, this Cardinals team, has a lot of dogs, yes. and that's one of my favorite things about them. Um, and Christian Kirk said that he feels like they have the mindset that they're still underdogs, mm-hmm. different use of the word, mm-hmm. regardless of what the record is, what the standings are, what the rankings are, et cetera. And he had a pretty good bite today. We're not backing down um, to anybody, and you know we said it from week one. Uh, we have a chip on our shoulder, and uh, even sitting at you know our record and you know whatever the standings, wherever the rankings want to put us, uh, we always still have the underdog mentality because uh, we know what it took to get here, and we're still not even done yet or even remotely close to being to where we're, we're at. Um, but you know we approach every single day and every single week as the younger underdog, you know, we know people still count us out. People counted us out going into Sunday um, because we had some of our starters out and, you know, we were down. And so people were so quick to say, oh, they don't have this guy, that guy, and, and that guy, you know, um, you know, they're not going to be able to get it done. And, you know, we take that stuff, um, you know, personally, and you can see that when we're out there and, and especially on the road playing. Christian heard what Frank was saying. Look, about I, I talked to the guy, asked him a question, <laughs> and still, like, no, nah, I'm not believing nothing you're saying. He said, The standard is the standard, and we have not met our standard yet. We set our own standard. And so, therefore, I, I was driving over here today, and I was thinking, The standard is the standard. They just popped another 30 points on another team. Is the standard 50 points? Are they, do you think they can pull out a 50 Maybe bird? that's can, a tattoo can they you pull should out get. A, the standard they, is the standard. I think they feel like at full strength they should score every possession. So, yes. I think that, wow. again, we talk about it. Like, they have not played a complete game offensively yet. Otherwise, they would have scored at least 40 points. And the talent that they have on this team, their backups 
went into San Francisco, a watered-down version of the Cardinal yeah, offense, yeah. went to San Francisco and put up 30 points. So, in retrospect, against like a, a defense that has pl- real players in San Francisco. So, I, I think that they feel like if they're clicking all cylinders and they're playing mistake-free football and dominate the line of uh, point of attack, the line of scrimmage, they should be able to put up 40, 45 points. They should be the best oh, offense in the NFL. That's it, how they feel. Look, there was a team that was called the greatest show on turf, and they just dominated. And this team has that same kind of flow about them. They don't have a Marshall Falk, but when the St. Louis Rams when they had Kurt Warner, they were moving the ball without a problem on defense, and they were just destroying teams. And when you say they are the underdogs, it it looks like that. Because if I want to try to do – you could do apples and apples with them between the St. Louis Rams as the greatest show in terms of Kurt Warner and then throw our our team out there and our guys, and you can you can – but it still feels like they're better than us than what we have. It does that not feel like they have T. Holt, Isaac Bruce, Azakim? Do I think uh, the St. Louis Rams? Well, the greatest the, show on turf. The yes. team that was, yes, and I then, think so, they're better than and then we, and so, but and you think that team is better than our guy? Yes. And so that's the reason why I still feel that's why they're the underdogs. They have a, they have Orlando, they can a guy named by, by the name of Orlando Peace playing left tackle too, and the yeah, Cardinals got. Are, come on. Okay. Come on, Miranda. <laughs> I, I think this team... I thought I could you for that one. No. <laughs> I think this team thrives off of people doubting them. You know, I think we see certain games that we can point to, like the Cleveland game where, you know, they had a whole bunch of starters out and they had their head coach out. And I think they genuinely thrived on the opportunity. They said they did. Yeah. Like, the, the worse it got, the more people that went down or tested positive or whatever the case was, <laughs> like, the more they were motivated by it. And I think, you know, you know, point to the Niners game, you know, you're, you're, you don't have your quarterback, you don't have your top two receivers. I think that was another game where they're like, all right, let's do the dang thing and are genuinely motivated by that. And I think that is also, you know, one of those characteristics of a great team when you can genuinely thrive off of, I mean, you could, you, when you can be eight and one, and still, and it still pisses you off if mm-hmm. somebody, you know, thinks a certain way about you or you're ranked a certain way. I mean, the record speaks for itself, but like you're still going to get pissed off about it. I mean, any any way that you can find an edge, I think, especially when you're winning, is great. And that especially with seventeen game season, and if you continue to win, you got to find that edge every Sunday. And I don't think this team has a problem finding that. You know, I've done like projections for the playoffs in my head for like the last month, as I'm sure a lot of people have, like. Can they get home field advantage? Can they have the first round bye, right? Where would they go if they won the division but didn't have a bye? What would that look like? They play better on the road. That, that's indisputable. They have not played outside of the Houston game, really a complete game at home yet. And that's not to say I don't want this team to play home Arizona football come January. Mm-hmm. But like I think they've proven five road games, five blowout victories in the process. Like They could... It's it's they could go to Dallas and certainly beat the Cowboys on the road. Uh, that's not a difficult place to play. You know, it may we've already seen them go to L.A. and beat the Rams. Right. And so we want them to win the division and we want the buy. But at the same time, like I could easily see this team with the disrespect card going on the road in the postseason and stringing together victories. Now, the, the two areas where I think it's difficult is, of course, Green Bay with the cold. And then anytime you go to Tampa Bay and you play Tom Brady, that's dicey. But. Other than that, like I, 
I would think the Cardinals would be very competitive in any kind of road playoff scenario. Here's the thing when it comes to, I think a lot of the times when we're talking about like disrespect or disregarded or things like that, we talk about on a national scale, there's two things that happens, you know, when you're in a market and you're you're covering a team. One is you can easily drink the Kool-Aid and mm-hmm. all of a sudden you're thinking because you show up every day and this team is talking about how you know, good they are or whatever, you, you sort of you sort of begin to just believe it and you're like, no, 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 no. And it's like, never mind what anyone else says. But then there's another aspect to it where you're like, no, like I'm at practice every single day. I see the way that this team handles their business. I am listening to what's going on. I know the ins and outs of, you know, what's going on in terms of, uh, you know, the the mentality, the what, you know, if somebody's out in the coaching set, whatever. I mean, just you you pick up on a lot of things when you're around the team every day that national media just doesn't have. You just don't get it. And I, I've talked about this before. I mean, you know, when a team gets hot, that's when you get more national attention. You get mm-hmm. more reporters pop in from outside of the market and they're asking questions that you were asking five months ago and stuff. They just don't know as much. And so they talk about, you know, the belief inside the locker room. I would say it goes, you know, locker room and, you know, people in the facility. And then, you know, the, ne- the next closest would probably be would be local media members that are there every single day talking to them and getting a true, genuine feel for the locker room. Um, and I think outside of Frank, uh, <laughs> we all picked up. On, you know, the belief that they had in Colt McCoy and we've been hearing for months about how, you know, big of an addition that he was yes. and, and how much, you know, from on and on and on. So I just think that um, getting the chance to be around the team, you really do feel, you know, that they're they're practicing what they're preaching. And, um, you know, that's pretty exciting. And that's why that's why I don't I don't doubt them, Frank. I mean, you're doing the right thing. Because apparently, <laughs> apparently my, my, my one decision not to go with this team, and I had a good reason not to this week versus the San Francisco 49ers because we didn't have our players. And guess what? It just it didn't go my way. But guess who will get the victory in this? The Arizona Cardinal fans, will get a, I'll get a tattoo. Or I'll get a tattoo for the K2, my man. And uh, we got another victory. We're 8-1. Like I, I said, I just can't. I can't. I, there's nothing in me that at the beginning of the season saw that. Nothing. I saw that. I didn't see eight and one. I just did not see. Well, they came into the season with so much to prove. There was I mean, so we much up in the air. Everyone was on any, like a hot seat. There, anything, does anybody know they're over under in Vegas before the season? I'm going to put you both on the spot. I have no idea. Let's take, let's take a guess. How many Vegas picked them to win how many games this year? And it's a .5 number because it's difficult. So whatever .5 was, was their total. Uh, Yeah, 9.5. I'd say 9.5. 9.5 in this division after what happened last year? You're sticking with that? Okay. I'll say 9.5. Well, now that you said that, I I feel like I should go lower. Let's say 7.5. That's what it was. 7.5 coming into the season, fourth place in the NFC West, firmly fourth place in the NFC West, less than last year. They said last year, I think they were 8.5, and, and of course, Vegas was right on. They won eight games, right? Mm -hmm. This year, seven and a half, even with Rodney Hudson, J.J. Watt, A.J. Green, full draft class, same coaching staff that nobody believed in this team, mostly because of their head coach. And they overvalued San Francisco, which is a joke. And it's great that they're <laughs> floundering now. 
The Cardinals have surpassed their their Vegas over under in nine weeks. It's unbelievable. That's crazy. Unbelievable. Man. That's my mind. pretty good. Have you like tweeted that? It's a, that's a that's a worthy tweet. Yeah. I have a lot of those. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy. And it's pretty amazing at the same time. I love it. I do. I, I marvel. I just, I'm, I'm so taken by it, taken back by it. And we talked about, you said divas and dogs. And it just, to me, I think we're missing that diva that will. Ugh. No. Oh, well, stop. Well, well, just calm so down. No, no, no. Calm down. JJ hadn't played in the last couple of weeks, but after that, we're just better if he would have been healthy the following week and, and played in San Fran, he would have kept that energy that would have kept the, the light on the Cardinals because by saying that, the shirts hit the market. It was constantly repeated that maybe we're just effing better. And because of that, that just added to the moxie of what you really need. Sometimes you need a little divaness to create, to get those lamer, those lights, cameras, actions they on They can you. all become divas after this season if they win the Super Bowl. Well, I, that's true. That, I mean, that, that, that has worked tremendously well in, in, in Patriots land. Just do your job. We'll celebrate at the end of the season. I, the, so I mean, right. like, I agree. They, I agree if that. they were to win the Super Bowl and have established run of success, like, knowing their quarterback and their head coach, like, they, they would play on that. This is not a blue-collar organization, right? There's flash to this organization. This is not historically the Steeler organization where it's like run the football defense. There is significant, significant flash and an entertainment value with this team. So while they're not divas, I think there's a happy balance of like they're they're They might be when they're firing all cylinders, the best watch in the NFL, objectively speaking, objectively speaking. I mean, <laughs> I don't, I don't, I, I do think they're underdogs, but they're not underdogs in the sense that like, they don't have talent. Like most, no, pe- that's a, most that's, people yeah. looked at this roster and like, yeah, they're stacked, but Cliff, right? right. That's that was the question mark. Right. And Kyler finishing the season, right? And staying healthy. Well, that that would have been, still and that's why it was TBD too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I, I'm assuming we we all feel like there's a really good chance of him uh, coming back this weekend and it just being a uh, a one week thing. But it is very much TBD in terms of his health the rest of the year. What do you get? What do you? Uh, Peter. <laughs> Frank is telling us that he wants a full back tattoo of Cliff in his, in his what? In his palatial. Is that that word? Palatial home. Oh, <laughs> for the draft. It is, no, it's not going down, bro. No back, only wrist, maybe, maybe wrist or ankle. That's if they win this year, though. I mean, that's a lot. I mean, I, right, you're not going to be do. the only one with the Cliff Kingsbury tattoo in the Valley. Right. They have success this year. I think people, I think people will be sports. Should trademark it then. You might need to. I might need to trademark that. Peter put fifteen dollars on that trademark price. <laughs> <laughs> Just play. Just play. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> the line in this game is hot off the DraftKings Sportsbook app at the moment. Assuming Vegas is making some changes after the Sam Darnold news broke. But they started the day, the Cardinals, that is, 10-point favorites in this game. Johnny, do you think that line is going to be greatly affected? I'm refreshing right now. There's nothing here on the DraftKings Sportsbook app that I'm addicted to. I'm on it all the time. It's phenomenal. Uh, I I do. I think it'll go probably like 12 and a half, maybe 13. Um, because at the end of the day, like if the Carolina Pan, well, I think – text him with my dad before the show like I he and I both think that right now PJ Walker is a better player just because of dynamic with his legs like if the Carolina thought Panthers thought he was better he'd be playing and he he's a backup for a reason in their mind and and they do have game film of him from last year he's played in the NFL now and they can go not just from the XFL but like they saw him play the Giants last year 
I, I think it'll go maybe 13. Now the question then becomes, if it's Colt McCoy again, what does that look like? Well, I mean, Colt McCoy just went into San Francisco and they won by double digits against, you know, Jimmy Garoppolo, who is their starter, who is playing better than either Sam Darnold or PJ Walker. So I don't expect the line to move or change even if Colt McCoy plays. That'd be saying a lot for in terms of belief in Colt. And he certainly deserves any sort of confidence that would come his way. And like Carolina's got top three defense, like they're right there with the Cardinals. And it's more impressive, I think, because their offense is not putting them in positions to succeed. They're not getting, they're giving, they're not, they're giving them short fields and they're not doing anything with it. And that's, that's typically deflating for a defense. Whereas like the Cardinal offense typically rewards their defense by converting touchdowns. So that is impressive. What I will say is like the Cardinals could win like 14 nothing and still cover the spread and look, you know, unimpressive in the process because the offense could be that bad for Carolina. Well, eventually that Vegas will have it all figured out. That line will be back on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. If you want to get in on the action, download it. Be sure to use the code PHNX if you bet a dollar on uh, any NFL team to score in a game. You can win $100 in free bets. They score, you score. And as always, it's 21 and over, Arizona-only gambling problem. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. New customers only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. And if you love, I think Saul told me today that today marks like almost exactly two months since we've launched, which is really exciting. Um, if you guys have been following us and listening to us, just love what we're doing over here and want to take the next step become a member um, and get that much more access to our content, then you can do so and get a free t-shirt of your choice. Uh, We'll show it again. If you guys haven't seen it yet, we've got this awesome, one of our best-selling t-shirts. Maybe we're just effing better. Um, They've been flying off the shelves. So if you sign up to be a member, you can get that t-shirt for free or any t-shirt at phnxlocker.com of your choice or 50 cents uh, for your first month's you get to choose your options. So plenty of options. And uh, we certainly appreciate all of our members and uh, love that uh, so many want to be part of the fam. <laughs> Just a big sigh. That's Frank awesome. and I are sporting some gear tonight. Yep. Yeah. Fresh off their victory. Arizona Wildcats claws out. So I'm um, two things I just noticed about you. A is that supposed to be football your shoes because it's super cute. If that's I, the case. I think these are Steve Madden from. Oh, okay. like, if maybe. they were like football inspired, I was. <laughs> oh my lord, Peter with a big time super chat. Super chat. K two tattoos are now a trademark of Peanut Butter LLC. Any use of this Peanut product butter. without the company's consent is prohibited. What is happening? Is that Peter? He's using the term peanut butter. I'm I'm taken back by that. That is that is something else. Well, at this rate, Frank, we've got enough money between our last two shows that we've done to to buy your tattoo. I know, right? Hey, thank you, Peter, for that tattoo. We'll won't be in the back though. Won't be on the back, man. This is great. I love it. This is uh, exciting. <laughs> this is great. I mean, I love it. Look, we're doing some stuff we hadn't done before. I'm ready. To, I'm ready to get under the the, uh, the needle. Ready to sew this thing up, man. Let's get it popping so I can always have it and wear it. I'm almost thinking of moving it up a little bit more. If this is right here, it's, it's to be seen. I might go here with that. 
Uh-huh. I like it. I, I like might go spot. there. You know, you can kind of just kind of flip the wrist. Absolutely. Working the golf. Yeah, you know I mean, it'd be more of a talking piece. Might slide the PHNX underneath that too. So Ooh, just in case. Ooh, Frank. You know, I mean? you, know, you know what? If you get, if anybody gets a PHNX tattoo, they get a free membership for life. So Are you kidding if me? If you get that on your. Frank, for life, man, you can read <laughs> is Johnny's. That a, is that a thing? Yeah, no, it's a thing. Oh. Yeah, if anybody decides they want to get a PHNX tattoo, Hello. Uh, you get a membership for life. So you you put us on your body for life, and uh, you have access to all of Johnny's articles for life. <laughs> sorry. What have I <laughs> I'm sorry. There's... <laughs> <laughs> it's not funny uh we have amazing content up Sounds don't like, nah, listen to me i'm sorry i'm just so in the groove of making fun of johnny there's amazing stuff on our website. Hey. Um, he's like nah i'm good <laughs> uh no but seriously get if you get a phnx tattoo free so membership for life for the rest of your life oh i love it i love it look it's it's there's it's, it's a lot of things that's gonna happen that's going going down really good this is a good time man like i told you winning is fun losing sucks those 10 days that 10 day off was so hard and we finally put together look put together a band of misfits and took them over to san francisco and kicked them butt and and we beat a good quarterback beat a solid coach beat a good team and right now we're looking for their season their season is over. over they get to play a pissed off rams team on monday night football they're gonna get schlacked you love to see it Sean with the super chat cost benefit analysis. That's a pretty legit deal. We love you, Sean. That's what's up. Love you, Sean. Oh, One of our faves. Cost benefits analysis. We're <laughs> developing quite a few faves here in the super Ta-da. chat or in the in the comments. Um. All right. Just as long as Shane's not in the comments. It is time for Frank knows. Whoop, whoop. <laughs> we'll have to we'll have to uh, after you get your tattoo photoshop k1 on your bicep there so <laughs> look there's a k1 and a k2 there this you is go what we do right look we're gonna dive into this frank no segment and we try to explain it as best we can um there we always talk about there are some things that happen on the football field that you just don't see because of the ang- because of the angle and the television copy so you kind of miss certain things so we'll go back and hashtag over a little bit of stuff but what you will see is that how well our offensive line and how well our defensive line just dominated this game. Like really, they changed the they changed the level of the line of scrimmage. And what you will find out is that typically when when you win a football game, it's between the trenches. We always talk about a hat on the hat, which basically means is your guy, you know, in, in regards to counting the numbers, is there's if there's six in the box and we have six guys to block, is everyone but button up the right guy and a hat on a hat. So, or a cat on a cat. Or uh, yes, a uh, bird on a bird or a bird on a cat or a cat on a bird. <laughs> a or her- a- Herm Edwards says <laughs> cat on your cat. Got your cat? Cat on cat. Cat on cat. That's what he's talking about. <laughs> I can't deny Herm for what he's saying, but that's, Herm is right on right because you got to have a hat on a hat or a cat on a cat. So <laughs> there's a cat and a hat. Sam I am. <laughs> Green eggs and ham. All right, sorry, I threw you off course. I'm no, so you're, sorry. Good, you're good. You're good. So, like, literally, we're going we're gonna to dive in a couple of plays here. These are in the first quarters. Look, you're going to see how far our defensive line, look, down to bottom, which you really can't see if you're not, if you're not, if you're checking this out on, you know, just downloading the, the, uh, the voice part about this. Our defensive front, we got four down linemen versus their, versus their four. You got a two, four receivers, two up top, two at the bottom. And primarily during the entire game, our defensive line just dominated. 
Chandler Jones on the left side, which we said Vance Joseph has to get a little bit more creative and moving Chandler Jones around. But he also put Marcus Golden on, on the same side. So you got two of our best de- two of our best defensive ends on the same side. And what you're watching right now is you're going to see our D-line. Go ahead and run the play. Our D-line just changed the line of scrimmage. Paul's right there. From the line of scrimmage, they're literally at least seven yards back right now surrounding the quarterback. I mean, that's that's freaking amazing. That tells you how fast we're getting up the field. And also it tells you how, how much pressure – they're putting on the quarterback at this moment right now. You're having Garoppolo wants to slide up in the pocket, go ahead and run that play, and then you see Marcus make the tackle. So, in truth, because of the pressure that we're putting and changing the line of scrimmage just defensively, you're watching how guys are dominating. We talked about having determination to go out and whoop somebody's butt. These guys showed that primarily. on That's just the beginning of the game. But they did that the entire game. We'll move to the next play. We'll see the exact – we'll see pretty much the same thing. Uh – uh, we have actually three three receivers down at the bottom, one tight end up top, um, and our and our front four is looking like we got five. It looks like we got five down linemen, but we're recognizing this is this might be a run play or a pass play. Um, going to run the play, pause right there. Our defense line got pressure. This is actually a play where um, their tight end actually made a good catch. Garoppolo got the ball out of his hand pretty fast. You can go ahead and run the play. Um, I forgot his name. Dang it. The receiver. Kittle. Kittle. Kittle catches George the ball. Kittle. But what's more important is it's not always go back just right up, just before the ball gets punched out by Murphy. You'll see here is that it's not always the guy that you're looking at. It's the guy you don't see that knocks the ball out of your hand. And go right ahead and you can run it. Mm. it this, the same thing that happened to us when, you know, Connor was running the ball, JC yeah. was running the ball, and he, he was looking at the defensive end, yeah. but he didn't see that, you know, Bosa. Uh, Bosa was Bosa was right behind him, so it's not who you see all the time. It's sometimes who you don't see. So what this is why they practice the, the eagle claw on how you hold the ball right now. But it's how you hold the ball. Hold on one second here. And the eagle claw is basically you hold the ball, you tuck it up, and you tuck it really close to your body. You have these two high fingers, and tight. high yes, and high tight, and tight. you call it the eagle's claw, and you got to run with it like that. Cheers. And you cannot, no matter what, they practice all the time. Cheerson, try you, to rip that ball out You cannot quick. punch it out. Just punch it. No matter what. Oh, and so nice. That's what happens in that play. Um, again, it's not always who you see. It's sometimes who you don't see. And Byron Murphy behind the backside made a great play, following up on a, on a you know great opportunity where the defense line had a lot of good pressure. So moving to the next play again. This entire game, the line of scrimmage dominated. This is an offensive play by the Arizona Cardinals. Um, look, we're looking like we're in a run pass, run pass, off, run pass, RPO situation again. We have two backs in the backfield. Um, they have four down linemen, which they normally do. It's a 4-3 defense by the San Francisco 49ers. But what's going to happen is hike the ball, hike the ball, um, but pause right there. Um, what you're, if, you're, if you're listening right now, we're watching two tackles, actually a tackle and a fullback pull from the right to the left side. And if you look at the line of scrimmage, the line of scrimmage right now is on the 43-yard line, 43, 44-yard line. But our offensive lineman has already crossed that line. They're already on the 45 and 46-yard line. So that means they're getting to their linebackers and, and creating this lane. That's something where it tells you there's a hat on a hat. And as you're watching, you know, J.C. run the ball, this is literally like a, a lane. So he's seeing a lane that is open because – Everyone is getting a hat on a hat. And go ahead and run the play. You'll see it. Then it's just all power. Move the chains. Move the ball. That's what's important. When you change the line of scrimmage from where it initially started into you can, from an offensive perspective, when you're on the other side of the ball, you've just you've just given yourself that much in the yardage, in, in the yards game. And then if you're on the back side of it, on the defensive side, 
if you change the line of scrimmage from a defense to an offensive side, you've actually put that much pressure on the quarterback where those are large yards taken away from them offensively. So it's a real special moment to watch how we talk about the special guys on the outside. We never really get to dive into what they're doing on the inside. But if you don't win in the trenches, you don't hold up blocking-wise or running the ball-wise, there's no way uh, you're going to win a football game. It's going to be tough. It's going to take a special teams moment or somebody like – having a Sam Donald throw three interceptions and to give you to keep giving you a chance to, to put yourself in the best position. And last but not least, we're just going to – I think this is one more play we got. James Conner or the Christian Kirk? Uh, Christian Kirk. We're going to move past it. Yeah, just go ahead and move past it. Pause right there. Look, we talked about Cliff having some trickery and some stuff. This is one of the plays that I have never seen run before. Honestly, I thought it was pretty slick how they did it. Um, Christian Kirk is at the bottom left. San Francisco's in a normal 4-2 defense, uh, 4-2 meaning four down linemen, two two linebackers are having five five out uh, five DBs. Christian's at the bottom left. This is the play when he throws the uh he throws he throws a pass. And what we're gonna find out is you're gonna see what happens. So a little, little trickery, but yet some creativity. Go ahead and run the play. Christian said the standard is a standard. I didn't think he was a quarterback. I know he ran track, but look at that throw right there. Perfect throw to my man. Just look, it was in a it was in a perfect window. Only he could have made that throw. But what was cool about it was that he had time to make that throw. That tells you how much, how many plays ahead of time that they had set that play up, that the defense would not be in the position to react to that. So, and then he had enough time to make the throw and he had a good little shot. But there's somebody else that was drafted in the second round that had an arm at one day in time, too. So. Let's see what we're working see with. Oh, no. right there. Frank's on the bottom. Frank's at the top. Right, back it up a little bit if you can. Maybe not. Look at that. Oh, my God. Back it up a little bit more, please. You're left-handed? At the beginning, yeah. Frank is actually left-handed. So Frank is Paul's left. right there. Uh, eye formation. Well, far. They call it far. It's actually a far near near set, near eye. And they're going to hand the ball off to the running back. He's going to hand it off to me. Go right ahead there. And look. Look at the oh, pause right there. Look. If I don't, look at that time, look at that stretch and throw. <laughs> look at that wind-up. I used to be a quarterback back in high school. But if you take a peek at that, this guy. I caught the ball on the right side. I came around with a little pitch to the left side, throwing the ball to Rob Moore about another 35-yard pass. Beautiful. Um, just a rifle of a throw. Against uh, the Steelers defense, Against the Steelers. Too. I'm a 100% sure we lost that game, but it was just a, <laughs> just a good throw. But was, it wasn't because of your passing. It wasn't passing. because of my passing. <laughs> Definitely not. Um, the Cardinals are doing a lot of great things. There's things that they're doing. Cliff is coming up. Cliff and Kugler are coming up with some great, formations they're changing the offense of what we saw in the last two years that look very dormant we're moving guys around we have a lot of great players but we're moving guys around there's there's so many beautiful things that's happening defensively and offensively and it's matching our offensive line is dominating in a lot of good ways and, and giving pass protection our defensive line is putting a lot of pressure getting a lot of sacks but bending but not breaking our, 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 our receivers are making a lot of great catches and a lot of great plays once they catch the ball. Our defensive backs, they are making a lot of great stops and, and PBRs, which is pass, or PBUs, pass breakups, as well as interceptions. So it's, this is a great merging of two good situations that's happening offensively and defensively. But more importantly, in this week's watching, going back what Frank know, what I knew and what I saw, what I'm explaining is that our offensive lines, offense and defense dominated that game well. And it put us in a good position to get to get a good victory. So you just showed that trick play. Christian spoke with reporters today and said that 
he actually hyperextended one of his fingers on his throwing hand like the play before that. Really? Yeah. And he was like, but he was like, I wasn't going to let that get in the way of like, you know, Well, this now play. I know who's the better quarterback in yeah. these two second round quarter receivers. He is. <laughs> he can make that throw with a, with a bad, with a messed up finger. Yeah. I think he's the better quarterback out of us two right now. I'm going to go ahead and give that over to him because that right there was uh, that's pretty hella good. A he great said athlete. he threw a couple of passes like in high school and college, but that obviously, I mean, obviously he doesn't have extensive experience. But he was right. like, I feel like people because it was originally we talked about this yesterday. It was originally designed for DeAndre Hopkins to throw it to AJ Green, but they were hmm. both out, and so hmm. it turned into a Kirk to Antoine Wesley play, and Kirk had hyperextended a finger before the play, and they still were able to complete it. In, in a weird way, I, f- I feel like that play broke the San Francisco 49ers' soul yeah. because it's like Cardinals were right around midfield. It was still only 7 nothing game, and then you la- allow that play in those circumstances, and then the Cardinals are on the one, which is a gimme touchdown right now for James Conner. Uh, I feel like you pan the San Francisco sideline after that play, and Cliff Kingsbury is just owning the 49ers at that point. They that was to Frank's point so embarrassing for them because if if you're San Francisco, you're loading the box cuz you know the Cardinals want to run the football because they are severely limited at quarterback, missing wideouts, mm-hmm. it didn't matter. That was a schematic schooling by by Cliff Kingsbury probably, I mean like in terms of like his best game plan in his three-year career as the member of the Arizona Cardinals, that I think bar none his best. I agree. That's why we're getting a tattoo, baby, because I just didn't see it coming. I did not. I did not. I did not see it coming. You, you guys know me. so. But I'm, ex- I'm, I'm happy about the win. Here's the thing about this tattoo. Honestly, I couldn't root against them. I couldn't root that they wouldn't win, so I wouldn't get the tattoo. I was rooting that they would win. I knew the tattoo would come, but I still needed them to win because I know winning is fun. Losing sucks. And to go there and pull out a win like that, it took a lot of people your to heart, make it happen. Your heart was in it. The thing between your ears had doubts. Yep. <laughs> yes. Yes. I, I doubted it 100%. But I mean, like a, lot, like a lot of people, there wasn't, you know, no one thought that we'd just walk it in and dominate this team like they did. But it, it required the things that you talked about. The stuff that we don't see. And it's like we, I asked Christian, hey, man, what is it that you guys are getting that we're not getting? It's the standard. There's things that you watch at practice. These guys come to practice. They come to work. And they and they, and they they seem like they generally care and love each other. And that is that's a hard chemistry to put together for a team. You know, not having a bunch of divas, but having guys that have tremendous amount of accomplishments on this team. And yet have the leadership, you know, go back and forth with, you know, one got COVID, don't have COVID, one's not healthy. That's a lot on a team. And we said something a while back. How can this team keep winning emotionally? It's at some moment. It's, it's not emotional. It's just talent. Mm-hmm. And you said it. Our team. We're really a really good team. And talent wise, this is a really good team. So you guys should be very proud of Arizona Cardinals. What they got. Steve Kynes finally put together something that really is connecting and coming together well. A former head coach that now is your defense coordinator. You got seven other coaches that coach all around the league. That's in key positions, whether it be offense coordinator, defense coordinator, linebackers coach, or D-lines coach. These guys have coached and got a head coach that's got three years in. And he's 8-1 and one right now. It's pretty amazing. Frank, my only regret in life is not being able to open up the DraftKings Sportsbook app and bet on you in a same-game parlay. Different generations, 
It's just horrible. It's awful to think about what could have been had the DraftKings Sportsbook app. How old were around. you when Frank played? <laughs> were you like ten years yeah. old? Eight I was, years old. Here's Cherson on her on her ninety five dial up dial up internet or in her parents' bedroom gambling with her parents' credit card on Arizona Cardinal football living in Cleveland, Ohio. <laughs> You would have been you would have been grounded Wait, for life. Wait, how old would I have actually been, Frank? I was uh, I played in two thousand oh, 95 to two thousand two. So let's just say ninety five. Like, I would have been four years old. Dear God, dear God. <laughs> uh, uh, by the time I retire, you'd be like, "Yeah, Dad, give me that card. Give me the card. I'm I got bail on my man." Two thousand one. I was in fifth grade, so I would have been ten. Look, Basically 21. The best time you had in your life would have been 1998 if you'd have bet on the Cardinals. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been the best time. Anyway, what I was getting at, I was trying to transition into a DraftKings sportsbook app. Yeah. Reminder that if you download it and use the code PHNX, bet a dollar on a team to score, uh, you can get $100 in free bets if they do. When a team scores, you score. And we love same-game parlays because – they're always going to give you a bigger payout. The more likes you add, the more money you can win. And we love DraftKings because the DraftKings Sportsbook app is safe, secure, reliable, and you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. The uh, the chat is going off on who's who would be better in this offense between Patrick Mahomes. Is it is the offense so amazing that <laughs> Patrick Mahomes. If we had Patrick Mahomes, what would happen? If I we see had a dirty Kyler boy Murray, like at like, the bottom of that chat. This <laughs> is a going. this is a private show, Damn. Shane. Get your dirty ass out of this chat. Where the real oh fans my are. God. They're going hard on like conspiracy theory. Trade Kyler Murray for Mahomes. Mahomes need a fresh start. Mahomes back with Cliff. No, we I don't, mean, like, we don't Super want Bowls Mahomes. First off, we don't want his <laughs> brother or, his, or wife. his wife with the TikToks. <sighs> Why not? We don't. They are. No, 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 no. Have you, have you seen the TikToks, I have. Frank? I have. Oh, it's, it's like watching guys. a car crash. You can't look away. <laughs> uh, I genuinely, I wonder what Mahomes' is, like, opinion of it is because I genuinely feel for him. Well, I, I read this week, like, so he has a new baby, so he's not sleeping, right? I don't know how, like, I'm not saying because he's famous celebrity, like, he doesn't take care of his baby. But clearly, like, he's probably hand, a little bit hands-on. Yeah. And then his, his wife is, like, shaking her butt on social on media, on TikTok. His brother's, like, in the news for, like, dancing on... um the who's lo- the late Sean Taylor's logo yeah. or number in Washington like every everyone hates his brother and so like and then he's putting those awkward positions like they're saying like that could attribute to to why he's struggling right no now no doubt absolutely i think absolutely. it's the commercials i think he's doing way more for celebrity and famous stuff than actual football stuff ja- jackson mahomes if you have any chance to see him frank oh is gosh. one of a kind he he is the epitome of being famous because your sibling is famous, and and it is just a sight to behold on TikTok. If you haven't checked out Jackson Mahomes, I check him out. Yeah, check him out. Yeah, I hope I hope it's a stage that he grows out of, and I really feel for Patrick, um, and I hope that things get better mm-hmm. in that regard because it's like it totally is like a wreck you can't look away from it's 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 pretty bad it's so, pretty it's pretty bad we don't need a distracted patrick mahomes here in arizona kyler keeps his private life private if you can say one great thing about kyler murray i, I couldn't tell you one thing about him off the field other than he likes video games and um bruce lee and bruce oh lee 
Johnny is like, <laughs> all right. <laughs> oh, Shane. Oh, You're going to get too, it. Too funny. All right. Shall all right. we wrap things up with our winners and losers? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, happy to go first. Uh, my winner this week is Justin Fields. Looked great on Monday Night Football last week for a bad Chicago team. Played well. Uh, is getting better each of the past two weeks. Get a chance to see him in a couple weeks in Chicago when the Cardinals play uh, the Bears. To me, I think by and large, he's looked the best out of any of the rookie quarterbacks. I love that San Francisco passed on him. And I think he's he's doing well despite of that organization. Bad offensive line, inept head coach, minimal weapons, and they should have beaten the Pittsburgh Steelers last night. I'm a, I'm a Big Ten guy at heart, and I like to see him do well. Okay, I like it. My winner is the Denver Broncos to go to give up one of your star players and then to go in Dallas and smack them up. I think that's pretty special. Um, they've been taking a lot of heat and Teddy Bridgewater is just, again, been consistent as, as being Teddy Bridgewater. But when you lose a Von Miller, you feel like you and you, you feel like you got rid of something that was special. But again, they got rid of a diva. And they brought two other dogs in that would play in the in the, in the defense. And they showed up and they came to play. And for whatever energy that Dallas didn't possess that day, who cares? I'm glad. They lost and Denver won. That's that's a that's a big win for Denver. It's yeah. a really big win for Denver. And Teddy Bridgewater. I like it. Just like I like Teddy Bridgewater. My winner is Najee Harris. I don't know if you guys saw in the news that the Steelers running back uh, has – renovated and upgraded parts of the homeless shelter that he stayed in for a certain amount of time while he was in high school. And, um, it's pretty cool. saw some stuff where he was, he went back and I just like, those are the types of stories of, you know, just coming from nothing and working for everything that you have and odds stacked against you. And, kind of not forgetting where you came from and, and helping others types of all those types of storylines fit there. And that's cool. Uh, he's a tremendous young man and, you know, a role model. And I, you just love to see things like that. So he's my winner. Yeah. I'm a winner because of Najee Harris, I put money on him to score a touchdown last there night and he helped me on the first drive. So I didn't have to sweat it out, which was great. I should have bet on him to, to, to be the first touchdown scorer, And I chickened out. So I did anytime touchdown 190 bucks on the DraftKings Sportsbook ooh, ooh. app. And I'm, I've not been bullied in the chat. I see you. I've not been bullied out of my red shoes. I just switched it up tonight. I do have other shoes, you like I've great. stated before. You look great. Uh, my loser this week is, uh, unfortunately, a guy I like, um, GM uh, of the Las Vegas Raiders, Mike Mayock. They have had probably the worst Jeez. month span of any organization in recent memory. First of all, his coach that hired him on, that there, I mean, he and John Gruden were buddies, had leaked you know, homophobic and racist emails. Gruden's gone now. So that's one of his advocates. And then Henry Rudd's situation where your first round pick of last year was starting to blossom. His life, his career is essentially over uh, looking at prison time. And then Damon Ar- uh, Arnett, who they gambled on first round corner out of Ohio State, overdrafted, but they liked him, uh, was like doing some gun videos, talking about shooting people on TikTok, immediately had to cut him. Their 2020 draft class, they had two first round picks. Arnett, Henry Ruggs, both are gone. If you're Mike Mayock, man, I love you. I think he's a good talent evaluator, but man, you you hit your wagon. We talk about Vance Joseph having his pick maybe of some head coaching jobs in the offseason. Yeah. There are places that you just do not want to go. And 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 the, with the Raiders in Vegas, that's that's one of them. So 
Um, you know, Mike Mayock, this is probably his one shot to be a GM, was great on NFL Network, had a chance to meet him once upon a time when he did the play or the color commentary for uh, Notre Dame, but not looking good. I feel bad for anybody that has anything to do with that organization mm-hmm. right now. It just seems like it's they just it's one thing after another. The amount of like like really sad, unfortunate, like heavy <laughs> stuff that's been hanging over that organization. Um, I feel for everybody involved, and I also feel for Derek Carr, who's handled all of it uh, yeah. with tremendous grace and um and love uh, among other things and just handled himself so well he won't do it real quick frank if i'm if i'm Derek carr at the end of the season i'm like i'm pulling a matthew Stafford. i'm like guys it's been real get me out of this organization and trade nobody me. would fault him. right and they would have to do it and they would they would trade him and they have to start over um he probably won't because of like the the caliber of player and the person he is and he just loves that organization but if i'm get the hell out of there Derek. he he well I'm going to say this here. The Oakland Raiders have had a stigmata on them about being this type of organization that's supposed to be this bad, tough guy image, right? Well, you took them and moved them to Vegas. You took took something and moved it to Vegas. There's a reason why you don't have a football team in Vegas. There's a reason why you don't have 20-year-old millionaires sitting in Vegas. I know, but I know, but can you really blame it on that? Because I feel this isn't the first time we've ever heard of a drunk driving incident. I get that. But Vegas, Vegas, Vegas streets are just like our streets. They're wide open. You can drive as fast as you want. I mean, it's, it's a lot of open lanes, but, there is a ton of partying. I couldn't handle and it. And craziness. Yeah, I agree. I mean, you take a look with at bunches of money. Like Vegas money. is a place where where athletes go to like escape. Yes. And and you have athletes that are living there. <laughs> so, you know, that's I couldn't I couldn't look. Miami struggles because they got South Beach. All the time they struggle. South Beach is like a mile and a half from their facilities. It's Hard not to go ham in Miami and South Beach. And please, it's I'm just I'm 48. I take my little money to Vegas and I go crazy. And I try not to go that crazy. But at 27 years old in Vegas, when you got multiple a- avenues of just foolishness and tomfoolery, I, I would have said somebody my loser, but I felt like everything you said is absolutely right. So I'm a double down to Vegas. You can I say just, Derek Carr, Mike nah, Mack, those, just, those just, poor bastards. No, man, I'm not. Derek Carr is, and look, thank God they kept Derek Carr because he sucked for so long. And then they finally gave him some pieces, and now he's like, oh, Derek Carr's a, he's an efficient quarterback like the John Gruden offense is. All they create is efficient quarterbacks. They don't create great quarterbacks because they want to make sure that they keep the, they keep the name to themselves too. Like, I I made you the most efficient quarterback. Could I made, you imagine if they yeah. had a quarterback though that wasn't the type of leader that he is in this yeah, situation? Yeah, we saw Demarcus Russell. Right. We. I mean, they, if you had picking first area, like, what mean, was his name? Demarcus Russell. Yeah. Yeah, DeMarcus we saw Russell. Demarcus Russell. He was like in Oakland. He was like, "Fuck this, I'm out. Let's party, syrup and lean, syrup, lean." <laughs> he did syrup, love the syrup. Lean. He did. He was addicted. <laughs> yeah, to and that was just in Oakland. So just imagine him in Vegas. Look, we're young. We we we're worked not. hard. We're we're young and we worked hard to get to this point. There's a lot of guys that's making mistakes around the NFL right now because they're in their ninth week of a check, which we talked about. I told you guys that ninth week check is a lot of good money right now. And so and the NFL is giving out a lot of good money. 
So for OBJ to go home and sit home after he done made nine checks, yeah, I'm cool. I mean, he's not sitting million. at home. He's trying to go to the Packers. Well, if I would, if I'm him, I want to do the same thing too. Jerson, if he goes to the Packers and the and the Packers host the Cardinals in the playoffs, and you're there. And and you see him? Are you going to go up to him on the sideline? Not going to go up to him. Absolutely not. He this, will he will put me to shame for any of my my disbelief. He will him. not. I still, you suck. I you still feel look. the way that I feel about him, and that's not going to change. He's going to find the right little niche, and it's going. He's he's growing, and he's le- he's, he's learning. Go- how old no, is no, he no, already? No, no, he's no, no, a grown no, ass no, man. No, bro, no, you're not grown until look. Fame made Hugh Hefner young for a lot of years. What? I think you're reaching there, my I'm man. I'm not reaching at all. He's <laughs> almost 30 years old, Hugh Frank. Hefner. He's 29. Look, He's grown. He's but, not 22. So here, here's what and we need to do. Not, grown is not a conversation about the NFL. Are you famous? He was a football player, drafted the top, became famous, super famous in New York, where he could garner fifty to $125,000 to $250,000 just for an appearance. He, they shipped him to Cleveland. They, he wanted, right. they didn't ship him. He wanted to go to Cleveland. He wanted to leave. He wanted to leave. Wait a second. No. They did not ship him to Cleveland. He okay. wanted to team up with his boy Jarvis. And, so, and they were going to dominate together. And he went to Cleveland. And he became a nobody. All right. All right. We know we're both you, Sam. I'll be the third party objector. Thank you. Cause moderator. Because the camera's going to die. But we need to. Because <laughs> oh, OBJ, oh, OBJ is going to be. He's going to be on a new team tomorrow. Whether it's. He could be in Seattle. He could be in Green Bay. <laughs> I don't want to face it. Is him. he going to have a Moss-like renaissance where Randy Moss was elite for the Vikings and he, his career went to die with the Raiders, coincidentally enough. Then he went to New England and he had a career renaissance. Is that coming for OBJ or do you think he's just, just no, kind of who he is? No, I think he's done. I think he's been exposed. He is who he is. He's a grown-ass man, 29 years old. And he's gone to multiple teams, been toxic, <laughs> hasn't panned out, and has moved on. So I don't. I think he's, he's going to fizzle out. Frank thinks he's elite. All right, before this camera dies, uh, appreciate you tuning in for all of our random banters this evening. If you haven't subscribed to our podcast, our YouTube channel, please hit that subscribe button. Follow us on social media at phnx underscore sports, and we'll see you tomorrow.